Hello. Um. Today, I'm gonna talk about money because I am <clears throat> reading this book, The Psychology of Money, and at the same time, I'm reading Money Philosophy from this chick called Amanda Francis, and. They're so different. Um, one of them is very much the uh, like age old, very well practiced, like pinch the pennies, put in the work, um, don't spend, uh, kind of like fear based um, philosophy that I think everyone was kind of raised with around money that like. One day you'll wake up and be poor if you had money or like work yourself to death or there'll never be enough. If you don't start investing today, you're going to be broken poor. Like there's just a lot of these like um, black and white philosophies around money that are very much based on old economies and old realities professionally. And... I find that the age-old philosophies, they just don't provide, uh, I think, enough variety for the world we live in today, which is a pretty fucking cool world where, I mean, to be honest, like, the money philosophies don't have to be that rigid, like, they can be if that kind of structure makes you feel safe and it's what you want. You like saving. You enjoy kind of being driven by the fear of poverty uh, because it provides you with urgency and stress. Like, if that is the case, I say own it, you know, but don't um, stomp around claiming that that's the only way to make a fortune because there are plenty of people that just laugh at that. What I love about Amanda Francis, and she is this, like, blonde, bombshell of a woman who's, like, 32, a multimillionaire, works for herself, um, didn't come for money or anything like that, not that that matters, but I think it puts into context what's possible, and she has a very different philosophy around money than the psychology of money does, and what I like about her philosophy is it's what made her wealthy because she's now been able to have thousands of women become wealthy in following this kind of like new philosophy around money. And that philosophy is one where like, you're not using fear in order to manage or multiply or grow a business or wealth or whatever the fuck it is. You're not telling yourself that there's only one way to do it when that's just not fucking true. You're not basically lying to yourself um, in order to like believe that if you're just like good enough, if you're just strict enough and disciplined enough, like then you'll be worthy of the money. And, you know, it's interesting psychologically, I think as humans, we are more capable of receiving wealth once we feel like we've put in the time and the time might look like really hard work, long nights, lots of discipline, sacrifice, all that stuff. I think it's easier for us to then be wealthy and have money and receive it if we've like done the penance, honestly, when, when you haven't done all of that stressful work and you're just doing work that you adore and feels like 
running away with it, kind of like fun. There's definitely a space with most entrepreneurs that I work with. And in my personal experience with my own business, where you're just kind of like, it's not even a worthy thing. It's like, I know I'm worthy because everybody is. The, the entrepreneurs I work with know they're worthy. Like they've done the work. Most of them are coaches of some sort. And in having done the work around like, you know, am I worthy of money? Am I worthy of wealth? Am I worthy of the good things? Like there's just still this like kind of like biologically, socially conditioned state of being that like struggles to believe that you can do so little and have so much if that's what you want. And I think it's important to own if you love the fucking hustle because you will just find reasons to hustle if you don't take into account that that's like you fucking love to hustle. Like you get to create a life where everything is easy and you get to work as much as you want. And if you want to work all the time because you love it, like that's an option. Whereas like if you believe you should want to work less and and you aren't taking into account that like you actually find that boring you're just going to always manifest the parts of you that are most true. No matter what, you will create a life that allows for those conscious or unconscious desires. And money is one of the coolest things to look at when we are doing any type of personal exploration. So I like to also look at, currently I'm very much unlearning and relearning different philosophies around diet and food, something that I am very well versed on. I have certified by like fuck knows how many places and schools and stuff around nutrition, different philosophies. And I'm still learning that like any philosophy that tells you like they're the only philosophy is just fucking wrong. Always in whatever arena, it doesn't fucking matter. Like (laughs) I spent my whole life trying to get hormonally balanced and trying to get my temperature regulated and trying to get clear skin by avoiding sugar for like 30 years, 33 years, and then implement white fucking sugar and shit tons of carbs and I'm sleeping better than ever. My temperature's high, uh, which is a good thing. And my skin is clear. It's just done really erotic. Um, And... It's funny because the thing I did was that was the leper. It's the thing you should, it's that one thing. As long as you don't do that one thing, eat the processed food, then like you should be healthier than most. And, and it was that that's provided so much information and also um, clarity around where I'm unconsciously living out a philosophy that I kind of have learnt versus chosen. Um, and there's something to be said around pleasure and diet and pleasure and money that kind of like constitutes our motivation. And sometimes you need to indulge a whole bunch in order to like stop needing that thing. Right. So I think a lot of money philosophy is based around the fear that like you're going to get money and you're going to want to get rid of it and spend it really, really, really quickly. 
Um, in the psychology of money book, they say that this is similar to like when you go to the gym, like most people then get out of the gym and consume like four times the calories. And then the gym was a waste as if like our purpose in life is to just like eat as few energetic calories as possible and then spend the rest of the time at the gym. Like it's just, it is an option, but I think for a lot of people, restriction provides binges of any sort, whether that's dietary binges or spending binges, gambling binges, whatever the fuck is your thing that brings you joy. If you're constantly having to be a restriction around that thing, there's always going to be an element of fear of your own self-control and of its power to overrun your self-control. Demetri Nix is doing this food journey as well, but she is just like so much further down that road where she's just allowing herself full, 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 full non-restrictive eating. And she was craving, craving, craving milk like crazy. And then she just allowed herself to drink two liters of milk one night. And albeit she didn't feel great the next morning, but she no longer craved milk all the time because she'd kind of like given into the binge for the first time ever. And her body got the like communication of like, okay, you can have it. And now she's like, you can have it whenever you want it so that it doesn't feel like her body needs to binge in order to get a need met. Um, I'm sure you've heard of what you resist persists. I'm sure you've heard of multiple stories around addiction where people kind of like go cold turkey and then the second they binge, it's like a binge and fuck knows how long it lasts. Like, I do think with addiction, it can be a little bit different if we're talking about chemical substances, but around other addictions, emotional and 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 physiological, I think it can be safe to say that that the balance of like permission and freedom are equally as important in rehabilitation or in healing that relationship with that thing than um, than complete and utter restriction. Um, so look for money. You can believe the rigid. You can pinch those pennies. You can do the thing. And I'm not saying like go out and spend all your money. I'm just saying like be really clear around the beliefs that you think are ultimate truth that are running your life. Because if you believe it's fact, you will consistently manufacture a reality that proves to your brain that that is fact because your brain and your ego love familiarity. They love it. So they're going to create it as much as possible outside of you so that you can feel safe, even if safety means that you have to work all the time, you never get to sleep, and you're constantly stressed out. Same thing goes for romantic relationships. If you believe that it is a fact that all romantic relationships are have to be volatile, have to be intense, have to be a lot of work, like your brain feels familiar in that chaos, and it will consistently co-create that chaos because it doesn't know how to exist any other way without intentional relearning and unlearning on your behalf. So I choose to believe that money's really fucking easy to make. I choose to believe that you can do whatever the fuck you want in this world. And as long as you don't give up, you, it's impossible to fail. I choose to believe that you can make as much money as you want in a million different ways. I choose to believe lots of things that are going against traditional money psychology, but that we keep seeing again and again and again in individuals around the world. And I hope that at the very least, you'll sit down and make a list of your money beliefs and just like at the very, very, very least, choose the ones that you like and choose the ones you don't want to believe in anymore. And those that you don't want to believe in anymore, 
actively find living examples of people that did not do that belief and are still getting the result you want. Like unwinding that attachment to that fact really takes showing your brain evidence and practicing a new belief over and over and over again. Every time you think like, I just need to work harder and sleep less. If that's not a belief you want, catch yourself in the moment. That belief is now the trigger for you to believe a new belief and choose that new belief. I don't have to work. Everything that I've been doing is already working towards me getting this life with A, B, and C. Things get to be easy. Money gets to be easy. And every action that I've taken, even if it's sleep and resting and eating, is contributing to my upcoming influx of abundance and wealth. Like, choose whatever the fuck you want and then practice it. And, you know, if you're struggling to believe that this is even possible, maybe start there. Every time you think it's impossible that money be that easy, just replace it with it's absolutely fucking possible and other people are living that life and I want it, you know? Alrighty. Um, I have a new course coming out. It's called Leave Your Fucking Job. I'm so excited about it. It is such a simple, straightforward, kind of like step-by-step breakdown of what it takes to leave your fucking job and work for yourself, regardless of your industry. Um, luckily I've been able to work with multiple people now using this and it's worked for them and it can work for you. If that's what you're looking for, I am so excited to bring this to the world in a really philosophically, existentially fascinating way, ideally with lots of swearing and a little bit of comedy. So for updates on that, go to my website. That'll be publishing some news on that soon. It's maryhugh.com m 4 Molly, E-R-R-I-H-U-E, Daftom, and my Instagram is jennifer.jade.maryhugh. Send me a message if you have any questions, and I fucking love you guys.